pretty easy to overreact and underreact to the opening day of fantasy football and the NFL, especially when we're talking a Thursday night game only, an isolated game. I cannot tell you the number of comments, DMs, emails, text messages, text messages through my HeySmitty.com text service if you want one-on-one advice. Uh, grab it there at HeySmitty.com. I can't tell you how many people are absolutely freaking out, not slightly, you know, worried or making semi-knee-jerk reactions like people freaking out about Zeke Elliott, people freaking out about Mike Evans. Is there reason to be a little bit concerned? Kind of, but not anything crazy. You should not be contemplating anything crazy. And we're going to talk about A.B., we're going to talk about C.D. Lamb season. We're going to talk about uh, Amari Cooper, Dak Prescott, Gronk, and Tom Brady. Let's break it down. We're going to break down everything relating to that Thursday night. Amazing opening night game contest battle between the Bucks and the Cowboys. What an amazing game. What an amazing finish. What an amazing season we're about to endure. The Fantasy Football Show begins now. This is the Fantasy Football Show with your host, Smitty. Top five running back. You're watching the Fantasy Football Show. I'm Smitty. So you're freaking out right now. You're like, oh my God, I drafted Zeke Elliott, number four, number five. Smitty, you said this guy was going to be a beast. Look, you cuffed him. I know you cuffed him because I told you, if you draft Zeke, you have to draft Tony Pollard. There's no ifs, there's no ands, there's no buts. There's only shame if you aren't cuffing the two together. Now, I, I get it. People want to freak out. They want to say, oh, Zeke look awful. I can't tell you how many times I've read a comment, an email, a text through my HeySmitty.com text service, by the way, or, you know, on a live stream, reading the chat while I'm live on Instagram. I did like two or three live streams, one at halftime and two after the game on Instagram. Make sure you're following me on Instagram at The Fantasy Football Show. You missed three live streams last night if, uh, if you weren't following me. Um, I went live for like, I don't know, hour and a half, two hours total on Instagram. It's a ton of different content than on YouTube. They're both vital to your fantasy football information consumption. But I cannot tell you how many people are freaking out about Zeke. Like to the point where I'm honestly being asked on the regular, Smitty, should I trade Chase Edmonds and wide receiver three? A guy you you might have trouble even starting for should I get those two players for my Zeke Elliott? Um, or in the case of like, and I'm not saying this is an awful back out of Zeke. If for any reason you want to trust your gut and say, Smitty, I'm just, I'm bailing. I don't like Zeke, whatever. AJ Brown or uh, 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 Keenan Allen. I've seen a bunch of those single one for one cross position trade potential offers on the table for, for Zeke. And people coming to me and saying, should I take Keenan Allen? Should I take Allen Robinson? Should I take... And I, I get that some people are freaking out. And if you truly believe Zeke's going to fall off, like if that's your gut instinct, I'm not going to talk you out of that. But if you're reacting based on one game 
and you're not, you weren't already wanting to avoid them. Somehow you just, you regretted drafting them to begin with. Whatever you want to convince yourself of, if you truly want to get out, an A.J. Brown wouldn't be the end of the world, especially if you kept Tony Pollard. Now, if you don't have Tony Pollard and you have Zeke, again, well, that was the that was the must. That was the criteria for drafting Zeke Elliott. They will have a productive rushing attack. This was Tampa Bay. This was a very tough matchup. We knew this was going to happen. That's the crazy part, is we all knew that Zeke Elliott was going to struggle against this Tampa De- Tampa Bay defense, and it was going to be a mediocre week one. We knew that. That writing was on the wall, yet people come out saying, God, look at Cooper going off. Look at Lamb going off. Look at Brady and Dak and Gronk. Like, Zeke didn't do anything. He's done. He's done. People are acting like this is the end of the world, and I love week one because of what it does for week two. The doors it opens for buy lows heading into week two. I love it. I absolutely love it. It's kind of frustrating and annoying in one sense, but I absolutely love the opportunity, not only for me, to acquire players on the cheap like Zeke Elliott or Mike Evans, but to help all of you, to help you guys take advantage of the knee-jerk reacting going on when something like this happens. Look, there are two things at play, some psychological stuff at, at play here, and also just some overreacting, some some nervous Nancys going on here. Number one, psychologically, you are very, very susceptible when you're overloaded. You got overload of stimulus going on here, of, of explosions going on in Dak, in Cooper, in Lamb, in Gronk, in Godwin, in AB. Literally everybody's going off but Zeke Elliott and Leonard Fournette and the running attacks in this air it out duel between these two quarterbacks. And that has an impact because it, it says to you, this isn't one of those games where no one did anything and I can blame it on the matchup. Everyone's going nuts, but my player Zeke, he has to suck. This is a psychological effect and, and you can't let it take hold and make you abandon ship when if you watched the plays, Zeke Elliott didn't look awful. He was swarmed at the line of scrimmage. He had one 10 plus yard scamper that he looked good on. And he almost had a touchdown, but he just got hit. He got attacked at the line of scrimmage by multiple defenders. It's a good defense. It has nothing to do with Zeke Elliott. He's been looking like he's in the best shape of his life all offseason long. So I don't want to hear he looks slow. I've been watching him all offseason look great. So it's buy low time. Now, do you buy low on Zeke Elliott? Do you buy low on Zeke Elliott in every league? No. Do you buy low on him and probably get Pollard? Probably not. Unless the owner you're going to get Zeke from has Pollard and make sure you get him thrown in, you might be going after Zeke on a buy low opportunity where that guy didn't even think about backing him up. So you are acquiring Zeke in a state where I said not to, which was to draft Zeke and not draft Pollard. That is not advisable. That was not advisable back then on draft day. It's not advisable so much on trade unless you get him at an even more discount. Um, so, you know, do you attack him using guys you drafted in the top 12? No. Top 15? No. Do what people are suggesting is being done to them when they say, Smitty, someone's offering me Chase Edmonds and Claypool for my Zeke Elliott. Do you think I should take it? Number one, I tell him to take a lap. 
Because to even consider that enough to email me or text me or ask me in a comment and waste your one question when I'm reading all these comments and you're going you're gonna to waste your question on that? Like, take a lap. But if that's what's being tossed out there and people are actually contemplating it, then those are the offers you start throwing out there and see if you can get somebody to, to overreact and bite. But if I own Zeke, I'm holding. No one's going to come knocking and giving you anything close to fair market value. I'm not even going to poke around to see who wants Zeke Elliott. You could go cross position. That's probably the only trade that you can pull off if you want to cross position and, and, and buy a Diggs or a, a Ridley. But my advice is to wait until after this week so that you can target a top seven, eight wide receiver that played bad. Because look what happened. Zeke was number three, four, five overall. And you're thinking, oh, no one's going to sell Ridley low if he has a bad game. Look what just happened. Zeke Elliott was number three, four, five, six overall in almost every draft across the board. One game against the Bucks, who we knew would shut him down because everybody else went off in the game. It, it, it amplified the, the disappointment. And now everybody wants to get rid of him after one simple week. Stop and think about this stuff before you just unload a player. This is madness. This is absolutely madness, but it's also awesome. It's also an awesome opportunity, and I love that the opportunity to buy low on Zeke and and Mike Evans. Mike Evans didn't do anything. It sucks, but he didn't do anything. And if you can acquire him at value that's not even close to what you drafted him at or if anybody, whatever value people drafted him at, you're talking about like rounds later type value, do it. This guy's capable of 10 TDs, 1,100, 1,200 yards. I don't care what he did in week one or didn't do in week one. You don't think that defense, that, that Dallas defense wasn't focused on shutting him down, which is maybe partly why AB had such a big game or Godwin? You don't think that Tom Brady, as smart as he is, isn't going to know the defenses are going to look to shut down Godwin and A.B. coming off this game and that he's going to start force-feeding Evans in Week 2 and give Evans a 2 or 3 TD game. That stuff happens all the time. So buy low. Don't buy high. Don't buy medium. Buy at a low value. Buy low on Zeke. Hold him if you've got him. Buy low on Mike Evans. Hold him if you've got him. Consider selling high on A.B. and Godwin and Amari Cooper, um, you could potentially sell any of the guys that popped off, including Lamb and Dak and, and Brady, but I don't sell unless I'm selling extremely high. Everybody can be sold high. I don't care who it is. Nobody's safe when you can turn a player into two safe players that you could argue one might even be as good as, let's say, Amari Cooper, if we use Amari Cooper, for example. If you can sell high on Amari Cooper get a player you perceive, it's all about you, you perceive to be as safe as Amari Cooper. You know, but coming off week one, let's say Ridley does really badly. I guarantee you there will be two, three, four, five, six handful of players that you couldn't possibly have drafted where you drafted Amari Cooper. And I guarantee you that after week one happens and more people have a bad week in week one, you'll be able to get in a one-for-one swap, Amari Cooper for said player, and you wouldn't have even sniffed it before week one. 
That's how reactive people are. Always consider selling high. Always try and take something when it gets to its peak. See if you can buy a couple other pieces low that you know in your heart, down deep, can be as good or if not better than Amari Cooper, and you get two of them. That's when you look to sell a guy like Cooper high. That's when you look to sell a guy like uh, uh, AB high or Godwin high. You can trade Cooper for Ridley it's something else. It could happen if Ridley busts in week one or if any top seven or eight wide receiver busts in week one. You can get that player pretty easily from overreacting people that want to get their hands on Amari Cooper, on Amari Cooper shares or on AB shares or on Dak shares or Brady or Gronk. Gronk would be a really good sell high, you know, because will that guy at his age stay healthy enough all year long? I venture to say no. So look to sell high, look to buy low, hold where you should hold, and get on my live stream. I'm live every Tuesday and Thursday from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. Eastern on YouTube.com slash The Fantasy Football Show. I'm live at midnight on, on uh, Friday nights Eastern. I'm live on Saturday night, midnight Eastern. And I'm live the entire hour kickoff until uh, into the morning games, the, the final hour into uh, kickoff for the morning games, that entire hour I'm live on Instagram every single Sunday morning at The Fantasy Football Show. So join me Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday here on the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash The Fantasy Football Show, and then on Instagram on Sunday mornings leading into morning game kickoff at The Fantasy Football Show. That's my handle. And of course, on my YouTube channel, if you go to my YouTube channel and you click the join button, you can join any one of those memberships that gets you onto the two video calls per Sunday where we jump on. It's like a Zoom call. We jump on two of them, halftime of the morning games, halftime of the night, Sunday night game. And we do, uh, you know, breakdowns of what happened, who should we buy low, what you, I'll break down your team, I'll break down your situation. It's all like a Zoom call. Um, so join that if you want to get on those Sunday video calls to Two a day, every Sunday, moving forward. See you later. This is the Fantasy Football Show with your host, Smitty. Top five running back. You're watching the Fantasy Football Show. Smitty. Get on over to smitty1.com and click on the Underdog Fantasy banner. Deposit a minimum of 10 bucks, and I'll give you a free phone call. We'll talk draft, trade, whatever you want. Go to smitty1.com, click on the Underdog Fantasy banner, and make sure promo code SMITTY's entered. Let's go.